0: Turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. And we are in the midst of a study of the book of Colossians. We are enjoying uh, understanding more about Christ. And it really uh, seems repetitive, at least in my preaching, that Christ is the center of everything. And in the book of Colossians, He is our new identity. He is the better answer than the lists and rules that we have made. He's everything, and yet he's not earthly. He's not a part of what we are doing down here in the sense of being the same. But he wants us to think like him, not like the world down here. And so we look to chapter 3, and he's helping us make this transition, this uh, change in our life. And remember, it's not a small one either, you don't need a, just a few adjustments, that it is a, a total transformation of going from dead to life, of uh, putting to death that old life that was dead in and of itself and now being in a new life. I want to tell you too, and by way of intro, that this kind of life does not come from being raised in the right family. This kind of life doesn't come from being Disciplined. This kind of life doesn't come from voting the right way or being a hard worker. This kind of life comes from the work of God being in your life and that you exchanging the old life for the new life in Christ. And so that's where we're at this morning. I want to warn you, uh, too, that uh, we've been noticing as parents that it's at the end of the school year and really school 's kind of over isn 't it you know uh, they 're watching movies and they 're you know throwing parties and turning in books and school 's not really over yet, but it 's kind of over and As I was preparing this message this morning i 'm only handling one verse, and I hope you don 't think that uh, church is over as well, just because i 'm winding it down. This morning, uh, the verse that we're going to look at is a verse that kind of summarizes the passage we've been in and really also transitions us to looking at specific things that are going to be different uh, in our relationships with this new identity. So if you'd stand in honor of God's Word, I'd love to read to you uh, a portion of chapter 3. And we'll be looking at verse 17 today. Verse 12 says this, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if if one of you has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. God, I ask your blessing on our time I ask that your Holy Spirit would teach us now. Thank you for your kindness to us and giving us your word to revealing your thoughts and your heart. May your heart be our heart as well. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Verse 17 starts out and it describes this change that needs to happen and it says this, and whatever you do, and whatever you do. And I've been thinking about what this word whatever you do means. Whatever. Uh, most of the time when uh, lately, you know, the last 10 years or so, if someone says whatever, it's a rebellious teenage girl looking at her parents. Whatever. <laughs> and what she's saying is she's given up and they're lame and I'm not doing whatever you're thinking. I don't think that's what this word means in this passage for some reason. What does whatever mean? What does it include? What do you think? As I was thinking about this, I got to think about shoes. About shoes. Stick with me. It'll make sense, I'm sure. So these are my shoes. I love these shoes. These are my favorite shoes. I'd even say that. And I wear these shoes every week. Every week to church. In fact, I wear these every week to church, I wear them to weddings, and I wear them to funerals. They're my favorite black shoes. But these aren't the only shoes that I have. I have other shoes, too. There was a pair I was wearing yesterday, and they're one of two pairs that I have. I kind of have a lot of shoes. Uh, I have two pairs that I wear to the ball field when it's little league because it's kind of dusty out there and they can they're they're old and smelly already and so it's not going to matter a whole lot those are my pair of shoes that i wear when i'm out at the ball field and then uh, you know like i said i'm a bit much i have another pair of shoes they're black as well there's a theme here they're i like black shoes and uh they're sketchers and they kind of make me feel like i'm young you know if you know what sketchers are but I wear those to work nearly every day, nearly every day. When I come in the office here, I'm wearing my black Skechers, okay? So I have, uh, th- that's about it, right? I have some sandals as well, but I just wear those at home. You won't see me out in public in those. It's a good thing for everybody. Um, so those are the shoes that I wear. And depending on where I am and what I'm doing, it matters what shoes I'm wearing. You know, Do, do you do this as well? You have different shoes for different things. Some of you have different shoes for different seasons, different outfits, uh, different moods, uh, different lots of things, right? And you switch them out accordingly. This, what we're talking about this morning, this principle command, this idea of transition, this thought that would guide you, is not like your shoes. It's not something you switch out. It's whatever. What if you just had one pair? Wouldn't it be great to just have one pair of shoes that you wore all the time? Wouldn't that be great? Let's start a movement here. The One Pair of Shoes Church. You with me? Make life so simple. Anyways, we'll get there. I didn't get... First service, I at least had a few people were down with that. They were heading that way. Uh, None of them were female, I want to say. that I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, you know. Uh, Whatever in this passage is talking about uh, this idea, this principle, this command is, this is what we should do in whatever we're doing. It's not something that changes with the weather. It's not something that we put on and take off. It's something that we do all the time. And it fits for every scenario and situation, whatever. You're going to hear this three times today. Three, three, right there. Three times. We're going to hear this idea of the all-inclusive whatever, okay? He says, whatever you do in what? In word or deed. In word or deed. He said it. That's the second time he said it. And you say, well, how did he say it there? He said word or deed. What else is there that we, uh, is not included in words or deeds? That's all we do. If this is, this is, he's, he's saying, I want to take all that you are. I want to show you that in whatever you're doing, whatever you're having, as you look at word or deed, uh, let's think about words right now. I think about, when I think about words, sometimes I think, uh, that some of us just talk a lot do you talk a lot does somebody talk a lot if you don't know if you talk a lot ask your spouse or your family member they'll tell you if you talk a lot you know uh it's important i i confess that i might be one of those people who talk a lot and and what we say this is really important for us to get to is we'll say things we'll be blabbing i i, I was uh out at breakfast at one of the places and you could hear this at any breakfast place. I don't know why breakfast is really the place this happens, but if I went to the Mulligan room, but I've been in Henry's, the Village Grill, Denny's, if you ever go in for breakfast and just listen, just listen, that's where you're really gonna get the wisdom of this world. Right? People are just talking. Yeah, they're just sharing their thoughts on politics, news. They're talking about this, that and the other thing, and they're letting it fly, right? They're letting it fly, and and what we would say. Some of us we talk a lot, and somebody says, "Ooh, you just said something." Oh, I was just talking. What does that mean? It didn't matter what I was saying. It didn't. I was just talking. I wasn't. I, you know, I didn't really mean. I didn't really mean that. I misspoke. I misspoke. That's one of my favorites. I misspoke. What does that mean when I misspoke? Does that mean that I was too kind to you? that I told too much of the truth. I misspoke means I was sinning with my mouth and I didn't want uh, I, I to take ownership of that. You think about that. You think about the words that come out of our mouths. And what he's saying here is, this is included in the whatever. This is included in who you are. This is included in this new identity that you have in Christ. Now... This new identity is going to impact your words. It's part of the whatever. I think of James chapter 3 and how it uh, looks at so many different aspects of our words and talks about the danger of them and the importance of them and the the idea of reining the tongue in. And it makes the point that the tongue is not unimportant and without um, consequence. It's very important. Our words are very important, and as we think about what is now going to flow out of this new identity of Christ, it's going to be our words. It's going to be the things that we say, the things that people hear from our mouth, our words. It's not only going to be our words, it's also going to be our deeds, the things that we do the things that we're going to be about and the places that we're going to be, the work that we put our hands to, the things that that uh, we fill our day with, those things as well, the words that we say and the things that we do, these are included in the whatever and really, once again, are the whatever, the totality of our life. So he says whatever, he says whatever in word or deed I think it's interesting, uh, thinking back about uh, words again, it's been interesting in the last 10 years or so, it's happened quite a few times, where a politician will be, um, be sharing a speech or be part of a debate or an interview, and he's being very guarded in his words, and then he realizes, or she realizes, that the microphone is still on when they thought it was off. And what happens then? Yeah, the real thoughts—the things that come out—and uh, and once again, oh, I misspoke. I didn't mean it to come out that way. I didn't actually. What they mean is I didn't mean for you to hear what I said. And I want you to get this picture of this—that this is what our life is. And and the point of the turning on and off of the microphone—we don't get that option, do we? If if life is we have a microphone, a spotlight, a camera, and and they say, You're on, and the red light goes on, and you say, I need to say and do what's right. I, I need to to be right right now. And we perform and then the light goes off and go, now I can just be who I, I am. Now it doesn't matter anymore. That's fine. This verse is not talking about that kind of living. It says whatever. It says whatever you do in your words and deeds, the really the totality of your life. I'm not saying you're slow. Um, the Holy Spirit is saying that we are slow, <laughs> because if you look in verse 17, it starts out whatever, and then it says in word or deed, and then what does it say? <laughs> do everything. <laughs> Do everything that's three times he makes the similar point to the very same thing right whatever what's included in everything <laughs> everything everything he says it again I love how it uh it, it it's a single minded simplicity isn't it that it's an outfit you don't have to take off. It's the shoes that you don't have to replace. It's it's not something. I I'll ask you. you didn't you wonder what to wear to church today? You went to the you, you went to your closet and you, you're thinking through your outfits and you're like, ah, oh, that's dirty. This is clean. This isn't springy enough. It's a spring day. I didn't think of any of those things to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, black shoes. I knew where I was going. I knew it. It was simple. Uh, There's a simplicity to this, a beauty of this, that this verse is talking about every corner and nook and cranny of your life. It's not talking about just one slice. It's not talking about simply what happens at church or even what happens after church in the parking lot. It's not talking about uh, some when you how to how to succeed at work or at school. He says everything. This is everything. And what is we're supposed to do with everything? It's supposed to be in His name, in His name. I guess this passage or this verse really hinges on what that means. To, to live life, to do the whatever, the words and deeds and the everything, to do it in his name. What does that mean? It's super important. Many years ago, uh, when I was first married, I was a milkman. And uh, what was one of the just huge, great benefits of being a milkman is I got a shirt to wear. And uh, the shirt, it was personalized even. It said Kevin on it. Was my shirt? It was big, and it had Altadena Dairy—the emblem right there. And I, I liked the shirts; they were—they were—they were nice. And I'd put them on each day, and it was nice too that they went to the laundromat and they came back all stiff and everything and clean. And I'd wear them, and I'd go out. And as I'd go out to these different uh, small convenience stores, I'd go in, and immediately they would know who I am. That's Kevin. The Altadena guy, and as I would bring, I'd say I'm the milkman, and they'd say, "Oh, I'll put it over there." And what happened then really hinged on what they thought of Altadena Dairy, right? Uh, I remember one particular day I was I was coming in, and this one particular convenience store had a um, poor entryway, you know, and it had a uh, you know, small door that you had to open and kind of uh, lock it open, and there. As you came across the threshold, there was a little bit of a bump, and I had a lot of milk, and so I gave it a little extra and just sent some milk spraying throughout the store. You know, there's that saying, no one's going to cry over spilled milk, but I was really close that day. <laughs> and, and what happens, what happens is uh, it's a real simple, it's like a math problem. My, my store's a mess. Hmm, how did it get to be a mess? It's milk. Hmm, it came from that guy, the milkman. Hmm, his name is Kevin. He works for Altadina. They don't know what they're doing. Israel, uh, I remember another uh, particular occasion where another milkman came in after me in the weeks after and he told me the story of, uh, he showed up and he's, uh, the, this Middle Eastern guy said, At was in broken English, was talking to him and he says, are you going to be our new milkman? He says, because big milkman, no good. (laughs) How this connects to our passage this morning is this, that he says, whatever you do in word or deed, Whatever the things that fill your life, whatever they are, you can make up your own list of what you do, but it's included in the whatever, and it's either words or deeds, it's the things that the priorities, the things that you say, the things that you do, everything, everything that is included in your life, that is to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus, because of your new identity, because you've exchanged that dead kind of life for you've placed it in the, you've made it dead, that you now have a new life that is really living. It's alive. It's made alive by Christ. And because you have this new identity, this new identity is Christ Himself. That He is the one. And and now as you go about living your life. The things that you do, he says, all of those should be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, uh, it, it it connects our new identity with the Lord's work in our life. Why the Lord Jesus? Why the Lord Jesus? Because he is the one who gave us life in himself. We know that this life that we now live, we've exchanged the old life that didn't work anymore, that was the one that got us uh, guilt and frustration and the idea of just working really hard but getting nowhere. We've exchanged that for this new life in Christ. And so now, because of His purchase of us, we now live for Him and under Him, under His authority, under His name. You see, uh, the idea of us doing this in the name of the Lord Jesus is to follow or to act in concert with the character and the nature of Christ. That now uh, we reflect who he is. We, We ask the question in the midst of our words and deeds, not just what would Jesus do, but what actions would reflect who he is? What, what would he be about? What would he say? How, how would he have me act in this situation? And what are these situations? Well, they're everything. They're words. They're deeds. They're whatever you fill your day with. That Jesus is the one that we bear his name. We bear his name. I think about that, uh, that shirt that I used to wear. And that shirt that I used to wear, uh, I'll tell you how things went for me. I got up early and I put that shirt on. And then I went about my day and I did my work. But when work was over, guess what I did? Took the shirt off. I didn't sit around the house with my new bride and check out my shirt. Al the milkman. Need any milk? Ice cream? I'm there. Reckon and go, nice. Uh, uh, Sunday, I went to church, you know, back then, and I didn't wear my Altadena shirt. Just said, uh, I want you to know if you ever need a milkman, I'm your guy. Kevin, Altadena. I can deliver to your, your place, your place of business. I didn't go out on the town. I didn't, uh, I didn't wear that all the time. It was a temporary. It was something that I did. And when it was over, I put it away, put it away. I took it off and I, I traded it for my own style, for that which I wanted to do. This is different than what we're talking about here. This is not something that is temporary, right? This isn't a shirt and uh, the reason I'm using clothing is cuz it's kind of part of the context. If you look up a few verses, it talks about putting off the old self and putting on the new self. It's a it's the idea of exchanging. But where this falls down is that that this what we're putting on this this new idea of Christ being our identity is not something we take off. It's not something that doesn't fit in this scenario or that scenario. It's not something where just when the red light's flashing, this is when I'm to live my life in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's something that's all the time, all the time. And you know what's interesting? It's always, there's always a connection, just as if when we see an emblem of a business or of a sports team, it reminds us of that team, and this is what this is what happens with us in Christ. Our identity in Christ is reflected to a world by what they see in us. Let me give you this example. What, what do you think of when you think of you see a, a, a guy wearing a Raiders t-shirt? Bad, wickedness, wickedness. You know. Uh, for me, when I when I think around, you know, when I go around and I'm out in the community and I see a Yankees hat, I think the Evil Empire. Yeah. That's for you, Jividen. You think you make those connections. You, you by seeing uh, an emblem, you, you connect that, and you say that person represents that em- emblem. And for us, I, I want us to get this picture here. That that what he's saying about our new identity is our new identity should match the one that we're identified with, Jesus Christ. That he's the one that we look to. What's interesting to me is there's benefits both ways. I, I don't want to say benefits. or We reflect one on another. This new life in Christ, he is changing us and making us into the identity that he desires, and it's like his own. But it's also that we would love to wear that, that that we would love to be his representative. I think about that, and I think sometimes um, about clothing. Uh, Is there some kind of clothing that you won't wear? Think about that right now. There is, isn't there? There is. I I think of some of you. If I had a, um, like a, I don't know, like a Caltrans orange pair of pants, and I said, these are your pants. I I want you to wear these. I'd love to see B.J. Glennon in those. You You say, "I, I don't do that. I don't wear that clothing. And, you know, I would never wear that. I, I think of, because that's not my style, that's not who I am. But what we're talking about here is not something that is repulsive to us and says, oh, I don't want to be looking like that. It's Jesus Christ. It's Him. And you say, well, that might cramp my style. Your style hasn't gotten you anywhere. It hasn't. In fact, read chapters two and three. This is what it's talking about. It's exchanging the old filth, the things that made your life a mess, the frustrations for a new identity that's in Christ. One that we should not just go, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have my words reflect Christ. I don't want my deeds to, but rather say, oh man, it'd be the best thing ever. This is what I was saved for. Our new identity um, now uh, is both something that Christ does in us and that we love to have done to us because of who Christ is. Once again, uh, forgive me for uh, making it so, um, maybe passing over it so much, but in verse 17, how does it uh, end? Giving thanks. (laughs) Right? Giving thanks. Over and over again. The book of Colossians. Giving thanks. Being thankful. Why? Why? What does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave. In verse 17, in, in, in our passage, Colossians 3, who are we thanking? God the Father. Why? Because he gave. Because in his giving, a part of his plan was to save sinful people like me and you. That that was part of his plan. That not just that we would have a new identity and we'd look different down here, but that we might be saved from our sins and have a position and a part of the family for eternity. And so in light of all that he's talking about down here, he's saying... Be thankful. Why? Because you're saved. Because you have a new identity. This morning, if you uh, don't feel thankful for what Christ has done, um, take a double take, right? Reload. Think it through. I have much to be thankful for. Well, you don't know my life. Um, I'm pretty sure whatever's going on in your life, and I don't make, mean to make light, it could be huge. Whatever's going on in your life pales in comparison to eternity. To the eternal salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. It was part of God's plan. And so we are to be thankful, even in the Son that He gave for us. Well, uh, a few things to tie this up for you this morning. Um, I want to encourage you as we spend every moment of our lives. To think through how our new identity in Christ fits into those cracks and places. That's, that's the job for you. That's the, the idea. And you say, well, um, I, it's hard to think that way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But this is the calling of verse 17 is that we would, in whatever word or deed, everything that this would filter out to our whole lives. I, I, I want to bring us back, if you'd look back in chapter 3 once again, in verse um, 3 and 4. I, wa- I want to read to you this, and I want you to catch something. And this is part of the reason why now uh, Christ should be a part of every part of our lives. This is real simple here. Um, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also Appear with Him in glory. So what is your life now? What is your life? If you look at verse three and four and you, you're to have to answer the question, what is your life? It's Christ. It's Christ. What about the old life? What about the old life? It's dead. It's dead. It's gone. There's a new life that replaces the old dead life. What is it? It's Christ. It's not a sense where he says Christ is a part of your life. He's not even saying Christ is the biggest part of your life. He said Christ is your life. And so in all that you do, this should just permeate and go to the corners as well as the big and just everything that you are, Christ and living in his name, that, that's where we now live. That's how we now decide. It's simple. It's simple. So where does this apply? Where does this apply? Everywhere. Everywhere. You know what it 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 applies at home or at school. On the phone or on the freeway, just not together. Okay? On the phone and on the freeway. Yeah. It matters at work or on the baseball field. It matters when you're planning a wedding. There's, there we go. Planning a wedding or planning a barbecue matters when you're sleeping, and it even matters before you get your coffee in the morning. It matters when you're alone. It matters when you're online surfing the web. It matters when you're with your wife in bed. It matters when you are out on the town or you go to prom. It matters everywhere, all the time, for all your life, your new identity and purpose and living are to be in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is what he calls us to. This is what he gives us in himself. Now, I want to tell you uh, that we're going to transition into a few verses that some of you have been fearful of just knowing they're coming. Wives and husbands, parents, kids, you know, this is tough stuff. And we're going to transition from that which is kind of general to this is which specific relationships. But it's all on the basis of this that it covers everything. You know, it's simple for us to say, you know what? That's just the way I roll. This is just who I am. I have a loose tongue. You know, I just let it fly and I don't mean anything by it. You say, well, you know, some of you say, well, you know, these are just some activities. I've done these my whole life. And, you know, I go to church and I try to do my best. But these are just some things about me. I want to tell you that we're not talking about living the way we used to live. We're talking about living out our new identity in Christ. This is what he saves us for. Let's pray. And God, thank you for the opportunity of being before your word. God, I ask that you would mark us with this passage, this verse, and help us to to come up over and over again uh, in different situations this week because this is a passage, a a verse, where you call us to apply in everything that we do. God, thank you for the opportunity of being uh, as your church here today. Strengthen Bear Valley Church. Cause us to be individually what we need to be that as we come together, We can faithfully do your work. Uh, God, thank you for the power to accomplish. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.